This is the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. The podcast for curious and passionate dental hygienists. Kara RDH here, and I want to thank Listerine for sponsoring this podcast audio article. Although Listerine Antiseptic is the most extensively tested over-the-counter mouth rinse in the world, with over 30 long-term clinical trials examining its safety and efficacy, there is still some misinformation out there over the uses of mouth rinses containing alcohol. To help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses, in case any patients ask you about it, head on over to rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description of this audio article. And please note, although a sponsor of this audio article, Listerine and Johnson & Johnson Consumer Inc. had no input into or control over the content being presented in this podcast. Now let's get to the audio article. PFAS. Controversy over chemicals may surface with some dental floss. By Brooke Surgent, RDHBS. Recently, many dental hygienists caught wind of controversy over PFAS in floss. While some may be on alert and highly concerned regarding this issue, others may not even be remotely invested in the hype. As of writing this article, I haven't been confronted by any of my patients on the matter, but I felt it was important to arm myself with a wealth of knowledge to thoroughly answer and address any concerns my patients may have. What are PFAS? PFAS stand for per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances, and they're a group of manufactured chemicals that have been used in industry and consumer products since the 1940s. Two of the most widely used and studied chemicals in the PFAS group are perfluorooctanoic acid and perfluorooctane sulfonate, PFOS. In recent years, however, these two have been replaced with other PFAS, most often with one called GenX. GenX is composed of hexafluoropropylene oxide, HFPO, dimer acid, and ammonium salt. According to an evaluation by the Environmental Protection Agency, Gen X is just as, if not more toxic, than PFOAs. PFAS are used for many reasons, including keeping food from sticking to cookware, helping to make clothes stain-resistant, and creating a more effective firefighting foam. The military, aerospace, automotive, and construction industries all use PFAS in their industry. PFAS are comprised of a chain of linked carbon and fluorine atoms, one of the strongest bonds that don't degrade in the environment, lending them the title Forever Chemicals. Unfortunately, you won't only find these chemicals in products, but also in water, air, and soil due to contamination. In 2017, the southeastern coastal town of Wilmington, North Carolina, was highlighted in the news after the discovery of the rampantly contaminated water supply with Gen X, after two manufacturer supply companies knowingly dumped PFAS in the water supply for over a period of four decades. Many residents blame ongoing health issues such as cancer to this exposure. PFAS Effects on Health Ongoing studies are trying to help shed light on the broad range of health effects of PFAS exposure. Current peer-reviewed studies reveal that exposure to certain levels can initiate the following. Reproductive effects such as decreased fertility and high blood pressure during pregnancy. Developmental defects or delays in children, such as low birth weight and accelerated puberty and behavioral changes. Increased risks of cancer, including prostate, kidney, and testicular. Suppressed immune system, hormone interference, and increased cholesterol levels. Some studies noted an increased risk of liver and pancreatic tumors. Since children are still developing, they may be more sensitive to the health effects of PFAS and are more likely to be exposed than adults for various reasons. Children tend to put more things in their mouths and spend more 
time on the floor, carpet, which places them at a higher risk in conjunction with the fact that children eat, drink, and breathe more air per pound of body weight than adults, also increasing exposure. Studying the health effects of PFAS is challenging because there are thousands of PFAS to evaluate, multiple methods of transmission, and types of uses of PFAS change over time, making it difficult to track. PFAS in dental floss. Some oral health companies use fluorine in their floss, suggesting that these flosses utilize the PFAS technology to aid in the act of flossing. PFAS are slippery and therefore used in floss to assist in gliding the floss between the teeth. A new study suggests that those who use floss with PFAS may absorb those toxic chemicals through saliva or the hands. The study went on to conclude that women who used floss containing fluorine had higher levels of perfluorohexane sulfonic acid, PFHXS, a type of PFAS than those who did not. The study did admit that other exposure factors were noted and that this study helps to strengthen the evidence that consumer products are a source of PFAS exposure. PFAS are growing in numbers and our exposures are broad. Until we can eliminate or replace the PFAS in our products with safer chemicals, it's definitely within our reach to control the self-inflicted oral health exposures. Patients are sure to hear about this newer headline, especially those more environmentally or health conscious. Educating ourselves on the matter will help answer a patient's questions and give them factual knowledge on what we know thus far about the health risk of PFAS. After all, getting patients to simply floss proves to be its own challenge. Before you leave, check out the Today's RDH Self-Study CE courses. All courses are peer-reviewed and non-sponsored to focus solely on high-quality education. You can find out more by clicking the link in the article on our website. Thank you for listening to the audio article. I want to thank Listerine again for sponsoring this episode and for their recognition of the important role hygienists play in the dental office. I encourage you to check out the Clearing Up Mouth Rinse Misinformation page at rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. It is a great resource to help understand the safety of alcohol-containing mouth rinses if a patient ever brings it up with you. That's rdh.tv slash Listerine Safety. The link is also in the description. Thank you for listening to the Today's RDH Dental Hygiene Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 